0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Swinging a drive. Right field and deep. That goes Aquino. It's got a
1: chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure, long gone.
2: Fly the W! Cubs fans, it's
1: time to Fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul crawley Gene. You're listening to the Fly the W 670 podcast. This is season one, episode number 54, the Cubs free agent splash, Crawley. We are here, and don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at w 670 at gmail.com. Well, Crowley, it's been quite a bunch of news since you and I last talked Sunday evening. Let's uh, let's get after it.
3: You know, Dustin, I am absolutely jacked up. I haven't slept in about 72 hours uh, just rumors are flying, signings are ha- happening. I'm refreshing my phone every 30 seconds. I-, I live for this stuff, man. For someone like me, a baseball fan who had, you know just doesn't really care that much about other sports, I needed this injection. So in the last podcast, we talked about Jacob deGrom getting the big deal with the Rangers, but as the winter meetings were going on, Justin Verlander signs a two-year $86 million contract with the Mets with a vesting option for a third year. Then the Phillies, as predicted by many, including our own Dustin Rhodes, signed Trey Turner to a mammoth, 11-year, $300 million deal with a full no trade. So that now leaves three big shortstops on the market when you talk about Correa, Bogarts, and Swanson. And as we are recording this, those three are still on the market. Deals about the same. (laughs) Very important, very important (laughs) to point that out. Yes. So the deal's roughly about the same as Correa's. When you talk about uh, the average value, it's about a year longer. Also off the board, Josh Bell, a potential target for the Cubs. Uh, He signed a deal with the Guardians for two years, $33 million with an opt-out. But it wasn't until Monday night, an interesting nugget was dropped by David Kaplan and also backed up by Russ Dorsey, that the Rickett family told team president Jed Hoyer, they had the green light to spend to turn the team around and our favorite Scott Boris with more of his classic puns <laughs> had to get into the act saying the tom tom drum is finally beating again referring to Tom Ricketts and so it has been absolutely nuts and uh you know they they every the jed has met with every one of the shortstops even before turner um signed his deal with the phillies um, Sanga's agent Joe Wolf said Kodai's already been offered multi-year contracts of five or six years. His priority is with the team that wins right now. Uh, but the big news for Cub fans came on 5:14 on Tuesday night when they made their first signing, agreeing with Cody Bellinger to a one-year $17.5 million deal. Now, Dustin, I know I was down after they missed out on Abreu, so I didn't think at all they were going to be in on Bellinger. So I got excited. Now, um, no doubt that Bellinger hasn't performed good the last couple of years. He's had some injury issues. Um, But let's not forget, he was the NL Rookie of the Year in 2017. He was the NL MVP in 2019. So I like this deal, Dustin. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't
1: hate it. I don't necessarily love it. I think it does make both sense for both sides. I mean, his um, he can only go up. He really can't get much worse. He he did about as bad of a job offensively, actually even a little bit worse than uh, the former right fielder and center fielder that the Cubs are paying a lot of money to not even be a Cub right now, and that's Jason Hayward. So you've got to hope that the shoulder gets right, that the new hitting coach gets with him. Um, But the Cubs defense in that outfield should be outstanding next year. He is also able to play some first base if you need to. And he does have speed. He will probably be the fastest Cub on the field.
3: He can also DH, so you know. Well, for me, I don't know.
1: I don't know that we want him DHing with those offensive numbers. Well,
3: let's let's see what happens. Well, but let's this, see what happens, right? Sure, right.
1: he could. You're right. He could DH. He has the right. capability of DHing, but that's not ideally right now, anyway, where you would see him.
3: This is one of those deals, though, that for for Cody Bellinger, it's a prove it deal, right? It. And yep. so, that's the, so that's he, the
1: key. That's the key. That's why, that's why it's okay. He supposedly, if we're going to believe Boras, he supposedly had multiple multi-year deals
3: on the table. Right. So, and and so, you know, he's going to pull what Carlos Rodon did, which is try, try to take the, a one-year deal and parlay it into something bigger. And so it works out great. I mean, unfortunately, because of injuries, there was nobody to be playing center field. Uh, Brennan A lot Davis, of guys are
1: betting on themselves right now, Crawley, and it seems to right. be working
3: out for them. Right. Brennan Davis and Canario had injuries. And so let's hypothetically say that, the, that Bellinger goes back to his 2019 form and the Cubs aren't very good anyway. You can flip them and get great deals, right? And then let's say he is, you know, bad and the Cubs are bad. Well, then it doesn't really cost you much. And if, and, if the, and if he's bad and the Cubs are good, you know, you just need placeholders for those younger guys to get ready. So I don't see any negative to this deal. You have the money, might as well spend it. And sometimes you take a gamble. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't.
1: Right. Well, I guess the negativity would be, Crowley, is if we go back a couple of sentences to what we talked about. And one of the guys that I wanted to take over. Okay, let me ask you this before I get there. So does this signal that um, Matt Mervis is going to get every shot to play at least half of the games at first base next year for the Cubs?
3: I think so. I I don't see why it would affect anything at all.
1: Okay. well, I'm saying I, I was I was hot for I was hot for the guy that the Guardians got. I was hot for him to come right. over to, the, to to come over to the Cubs and play some first base. I just you know, if things now don't work out with the shortstop, I am just wondering how this all plays out. That's all. I'm just now I'm getting that, a little that's, I'm that's, getting a little I'm getting a little nervous right now,
3: Crowley. Right, and that's the thing. They have to get a shortstop and and honestly, they need Correa. I can't I can't stress that enough. They need pop. They don't have much of it in the lineup. They need a guy that that can hit and and that is the key um center field like I said if Davis and Canario were both healthy chance that they would have been given a chance to get that job they weren't and they needed somebody there and so there's nobody blocking either of those two guys or PCA from coming up uh on a multi-year deal you have you know and like and 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 you know if he can hit you know then again you have a guy who could play DH or first and so that is an option so yeah, I think, he's got
1: other positions, right? You're right. He's not just a center fielder. I like the fact that he can play some first base. I like the fact, obviously, he's a left-handed bat. We just, Cubs got to figure out how to get that bat right.
3: Right. Well, shortly after midnight, Jesse Rogers last night, which would, you know, Tuesday going into Wednesday, Rogers announced that the Cubs and Jamison Tyone had reached an agreement for four years, $68 million deal. He was the number two pick in the draft in 2010 by the Pirates, he looked really good for a while, and then in 20, cup fans should remember him. But then in 2019, he had elbow issue, issues that uh, led to Tommy, Tommy John surgery that kept him out of action in 2020. He was traded to the Yankees in 2021, and like a lot of pitchers that are recovering from Tommy John, slowly but surely they improve, velocity gets up, and in fact, sometimes ticks better than when before they had Tommy John so, you know, it, it adds to the rotation. MLB trade rumors, which is a site a lot of people go to, tab Tyone as the number 14 free agent entering the offseason and the sixth-ranked pitcher be, be, uh, behind Carlos Rodan, Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, and Chris Bassett.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really great move. I, I really do. I think he fits in very nicely, and who knows? I mean, maybe Senga's still in play. Um, we've talked about it on this podcast. Tommy Hotovy joins the score uh, twice a month during the baseball season with Mully and Haw, and uh, you can never have enough pitching. So this is just another guy who fits in very nicely. It, it seems like a ton of dough for a middle-of-the-rotation guy, but uh, that's the price of paying poker right now.
3: Right, and and one of the things is he doesn't walk a lot of batters, which is really low,
1: good. Low, 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 low. Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, when you talk about the rotation, for sure, you have Stroman, Tyone, and Justin Steele. Now, it's hard to say Kendricks because we don't know. You know what I mean? Hopefully, he's healthy and ready to go. And then in the background, you got Hayden Wesniski, Adrian Sampson, Ben Brown, Keegan Thompson, Adbert Alzlai, all waiting in the wings. So, you know, they're, they're stockpiling pitching. Like you said, you could never have enough. And so those have been the big two moves so far. But the biggest move came Wednesday morning. This was the this was kind of the one we were all waiting for before we knew things would go crazy. And that was Aaron Judge signing a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the Yankees. Uh, John Heyman kind of jumped the gun a little bit yesterday and had him going to San Fran, which can you imagine that turnaround if you were a San Francisco or Yankees fan? You thought you had Judge and then... Yankees thought they lost him and then flip rolls. Oh, unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. And and no pun intended, right? The biggest, the biggest of the dominoes to fall so far. Um, And then how about the fact that, that he almost could have been a Padre. And that's the other problem right now, Crowley for the Cubs is that the um, Padres could be involved in a shortstop in one of these shortstops, you know, they could move Tatis to somewhere else.
3: You talked about the price of paying poker. I'm going to tell you a true story. One day, you know, after uh, my buddy, who's a Brewers fan, he got us tickets to a Cubs game in Milwaukee, right behind the Cubs dugout. Awesome seats. I said, how much we owe you? He says, nothing. I said, okay. What the heck? Dude, these have to be really expensive seats. It turns out he was comped by Potawatomi because he goes to Potawatomi bingo a lot, right? And so after the game's over, we go to Potawatomi and we're sitting there and I had never been to the MVP High Rollers Lounge, right? Drinks free, stogies free. We're having the blast. I pull out what I think is a decent amount, $300 to play me some blackjack. I think the hands were $50. Uh, And so, (laughs) you know, with $300, you're not going to be playing for too long. And so, again, if you want to be with the big boys, the Mets, they're going to blow through every level of the taxes. The Dodgers don't seem concerned at all. Uh, you know the you know the Phillies. Who cares? And then you're talking about the Padres. So if the Cubs want to be competitive, you can't sit there and look at the luxury tax as a hindrance. And 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 as we talked about that shortstop position, Marquis has put up a much maligned lineup for next year. And you you have to get a power bat. And as much as I think Dansby Swanson and Nico would be fun to watch up the middle, it doesn't address the issue of you lost Wilson Contreras. We'll talk about that in a minute. You lost Wilson Contreras. You lost the biggest bet in your lineup. And you have to replace that with something. And personally, I'd like to replace it with something even better. And that's Carlos Correa. So you want, you want to play with the big boys, it's going to cost you. And you can't let the ghost of Jason Hayward spook you out of a big deal. that's what that's what the going rate is
1: yeah that's a good point you can't let the ghost of jason hayward spook you out of any deals all right crawley so let's let's get to it we kind of buried the lead in my opinion um (laughs) and i know it's not something we want to talk about my wife said what when i told her what happened but yes wilson Contreras is headed south and not uh, all the way south to houston but to st louis he is now going to be a cardinal Looks like the next five years for a little bit eighty-seven and a half million, so just under just under ninety. I didn't think anybody would sign him to a hundred million dollar deal. He gets ninety, and I think um, if the Cubs don't end up getting one of the uh, big free agents or one of the big two, I don't necessarily consider. Dansby Swanson part of this group, but I get it. I'll play along with the conversation. Um, they are going to be kicking themselves because, um, I I think they could have gotten together for $85 million.
3: This is, is really, 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 really tough. This is a tough one. Um, First off, it's it's the direction that Major League Baseball is really going right now as far as catching. And the two things that Willie is not great at in general, in my opinion, is defense and pitch framing and calling a game. Those are the things that people are looking more towards. So as you look at this situation, you know, it bothers you because Wilson is playing in the one uniform you just could not stomach seeing him in. All right, And so at this point in time, they don't want Wilson Contreras catching. I don't think many teams do, honestly. I think what they want him for is a DH, left-hander, maybe left fielder, maybe catch one, maybe two times in, in, in the season, okay? Or in the week. So I just think that this really comes down to what Wilson is good at versus what he's not good at. And so... I'm just of the mindset that that I know it's frustrating, but I just don't think that, you know, he's a guy that we all fell in love with. He's a guy that that's great. It's just he doesn't do the things that they want. The the Cubs want their catchers to go. And it's not just the Cubs. You saw it with Houston. Uh, you saw it with Boston. I think it, I think the goal is now to try to get Christian Vasquez, a guy that people love throwing to that, that. You know, it, it's, the trouble is, is you have to replace that bat. That's the key. Got to so, replace it. Got to right, replace it. Right. But with Wilson, if you remember 2016, who were the two primary catchers? It was Ross and Miggy. Now, Miggy's back started to really struggle in the second half of the season, and that's the reason you saw Wilson get his uh call up at that point in time, but, but. He never was the greatest receiver, and I know they're going to come out with the automatic uh, strike zone pretty soon. And you're going to look at that and say to yourself, "Okay, well, maybe that part of the deal isn't isn't that isn't that big of a deal." But again, there's just like a flow and a rhythm. And I just remember a lot of the pitchers would prefer not to throw to Wilson. And so you know, Kyle Hendricks, I made a point of of, of how he praised Jan Gomes. I remember you, Darvish, uh, wanting to throw to Victor Caratini a lot of these guys kind of, you know, he's just, he's, Wilson's a very good offensive catcher. Think of like the Mike Piazza type, right? You know what I mean? Got an arm. Good
1: comparison.
3: Can hit some home runs and that's not what people are looking for. The Cubs are going all in on a pitching strategy, pitching and defense. And they mentioned it last night on marquee. Um, or at, at the winter meetings, I can't remember what I was listening to, but 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 it, I, I listened to Carter Hawkins, I listened to David Ross, I listened to Jed Hoyer give interviews, and 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 the mantra was all the same: pitching and defense. And that key is going to be the defense up the middle. Uh, you're talking about catcher, the infield spots in the center field. You know you got a gold glove Ernie and Ian Happen left. You know, you have you a good defender in say, uh, uh, say Suzuki and right? And so, you know, uh, Patrick Wisdom has shown that he can play third or first. So I would say that at this point in time here, that defense is going to play a big role. And my only thing I would caution, and this is my caution, is remember how well Dexter Fowler was received in St. Louis. He got a rough ride that, that whole time he was there. Now, did he get paid? Absolutely, yes. But, you know, he did not have a great time down there. And I'm worried that, A, Wilson is following in Yachty's footsteps. So you know how that is when you're the next guy in after a beloved figure. Everything that's going to be going on, he's going to get compared to Yachty, and I feel that that, that's going to affect Wilson, and Wilson, sometimes in his own head, I'm, I'm worried how that's all going to work out.
1: Yeah, we will have to wait and see.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. this
1: is the fly the w 670 podcast it's season one it's episode number 54 this one we're calling the cubs free agent splash but it's also a big day for all the cub fans out there as the great pat hughes got a very special award and his radio partner ron coomer is joining us right now on the fly the w podcast how are you ron i'm doing great how are you guys doing Awesome. Big day for the uh, big day for the booth, big day for the Cubs.
2: Well, it really is. You know, it's a, it's more so than anything. It's a huge day for Pat. I just so at his house this morning. Saw him and Trish and you know, and with Mitch Rosen and Rachel and I know Crane and our crew was there, but I'm just happy for him. It's so well deserved. As you guys know, you know what Pat's like. He's just a great guy. He's tremendous at what he does. And you know he's just one of the best, not the best in baseball currently, but the the, the friendship and how nice he is to everybody and and to me, uh, I just couldn't have been happier for him today. You know I know last night was was an issue for him trying to sleep, but it worked out today and he was just happy as could be today.
3: I can tell you, Ron, I, I, I was I was scrolling right at noon and I was I was hitting <laughs> down at the Baseball Hall of Fame site. I'm like. Please, 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 please. Yeah. I told all Cub fans, just give some positive vibes, man. Now, you came into the booth at the end of uh, 2013. You were announced. 2014 was your first year, and you got right. to sit next to Pat. What was it like, that very, those very first broadcasts, being next to Pat Hughes, and what was he like as a partner as you got started here back in Chicago?
2: Well, it was, um, first of all, very good. Very first day we ever did a game, he told me, he goes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be able to say at the end of these three hours, anything and everything you want to say on the broadcast. And the broadcast is open for you to do and say anything. And that is very unique for somebody of his stature to give you open reign to do whatever, especially as somebody coming in new to the booth. Now, I had broadcast, you know, in Minnesota for the last 10 years. But, you know, everybody kind of knew it's Pat's booth. And he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. He was going to be. We knew that at some point. um, But he has been gracious. He has been uh, a friend. And with airtime and just with being personable and everything else. And, you know, I think it comes across on the air that we're friends. We're buddies talking baseball and having a good time.
1: Yeah, that absolutely comes through loud and clear on six seventy. The score. Zach Saban's also a great part right. of that broadcast. Uh, Mark Sarang, you know whoever's engineering, you guys does a great job. When you guys are on the road, you guys always do a nice job of bringing in that engineer and making him part of the team. Welcoming the guys that are back at yeah. the shop, Paulie at and the Rich score, too. they're
2: they're they're a part of it. You're right. Yeah, and, right. and you can
1: really feel right. that when when you're listening, and that's what's so great about. You know, the Cubs and Wrigley Field and the tradition, just as we're one big happy unit, all hopefully pulling in the same direction. And that's to get, uh, as the podcast is called, fly the W more, more, more W's. So, again, (laughs) congratulations to to Pat. Congratulations to you. You're a big part of that. Um, and we will look forward to those introductions. But while we have you for a couple of minutes, Ron, and I'm going to yeah. not bury the lead here. We're going to go We're gonna go right after it. You can come on the Mullion Haw show regularly. <laughs> You're going to be <laughs> yeah. on with David Haw tomorrow. So, unfortunately, I'm going to ask you about the bad news first. Um, your reaction to Wilson Contreras now being a member of the Cardinals for the next five years? Well, you know,
2: it's it's. Um, I know Cub fans are going to have a hard time with it. You know, Wilson's been a part of this organization for a long time. Um, And you could tell things had gone, you know, just I'm not in that clubhouse um, as an acting member and I'm not in the front office. But, you know, things had gone, you know, to where to the gotten to the point where they were going to trade him at the deadline. Everybody knew that Um, it didn't work out. So, you know, he became a free agent. Um, and I know for Cub fans, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow to see him in red, no doubt. But th- there's some good and some bad. I mean, you know, Wilson uh, was a great catcher. He's got a great arm, swings the bat well. Uh, but there there were some other things, too, going on. So, you know, at the time, y- y- you know, you go take the good with the bad. Do you, you have a good backup catcher. You're going to have a good combination of guys eventually, you know, and um, – I obviously the Cubs you know wanted to go a different direction, and that's just uh part of it and part of free agency and part of the business of what we do it's it's a it's a difficult one for for our fans though
3: I know that yeah you know you know when I mean when you had to see Dexter Fowler and you had to see John Lester. Ryan Terrio, and even going back, Rick Sutcliffe and Lee Smith in red. It just makes right. you makes you mad. But, but you know, good for Willie here in that contract. And just the same thing I tell people when Dexter Fowler came back. I'm not going to stand up and cheer for him, but I'm not going to boo him either. He's a part right. of what was a special team and uh, really appreciated everything that he did. Now, one fun moment um, when we're talking about Hall of Fames, Ron, is that you were in the booth when they handed Pat Hughes – the paper to read about the three inductees into the Cubs Hall of Fame. Did you know beforehand and how much fun did you have watching them go try to read through that and still yeah. do his job? <laughs> well,
2: you know, we are a production team, right, with the Cubs. And so I was in on it, that's for sure. And uh, Crane came in um, with Colin Faulkner, so Crane Keddie and Colin came in. We knew Mitch Rosen was there, too. Mitch was there. So we were all in on what was going to happen. So were the guys in the booth. We all knew, um, and, you know, Crane and I had a little, a little you know, back-and-forth thing that we knew we were going to try to do to get Pat to just, you know, here are the guys that are going in, and, oh, by the way, there's one more. Crane, I thought, did a great job, you know, go ahead and read the last one, and, you know, we were talking about the other guys and read the last one, and, oh, by the way, it's, it's Pat Hughes. <laughs> he's reading his own name. On that, for the Cubs Hall of Fame. So it was really cool. I, you know, he did a, he does such a good job of keeping it together. And then, you know, what cracked me up is he's still trying to call the game. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, no offense, but hell with the game for the next five minutes. We're talking about you, you know? I mean, it, it, yeah, there's a ground ball to short. Yeah, it's a second out. Who cares? Let's go.
1: We're talking about you right now. That's, that's so doing. true, Rod. That is so. That is so true. I remember it like it was yesterday. Playing that stuff back in the morning, and he was trying to get away. And even you know our partners with Marquis as well. They did a great yeah. job because they were yeah, televising they what was going on. That was just. It was. It was just such a great. You know what? What a great year. For, for the Cubs radio broadcast booth. Just what a great year. Not a great yeah. year on the field, but what a great year for you guys in the booth.
2: Well, we had a. I I really felt like we had a great year broadcasting. I really do. Um, and that's that's because of Pat. I mean, at the end of the day, he is so good. And, do you know this. We talk about this, you and I, weekly. You know, usually before I go on with Molly and Aw and you guys, in the summer. But he's so good at what he does. In our booth, um, there's a there's a a working relationship, but there's a friendship about the booth. And I think everybody realizes how this is supposed to be done um, or how we want it to be done. And everybody's on board with, it. you know, everybody's really prepared when you get to the, get to the booth. So, you know, if that's the case and everybody's pulling their own weight, it really becomes fun because then all of a sudden guys can play off each other and you're not afraid to say something about, something that's going on in fear that someone else doesn't know everybody's locked in on on everything that's happening and um it's fun and you know i i think the sense of humor that you know we have that's very different pat and i but it's good right i mean we can joke with each other you know he he jokes about my reads and my commercial reads and i joke about his sweaters and we you know it's just always a good laugh and it's just fun
3: stuff you know kind kind of what you were saying ron i had pat hughes on we had pat hughes on about a week ago and i know you're really busy so you haven't had a chance to listen to it yep. yet but um i asked pat about about the broadcast and and he was so high in praising you like about how much work you put in and the research that you do and and it was just so awesome to hear i, I could hear it from you today, and I heard it from him last week, the mutual admiration of the work that you guys do. And and for you, you know, just to see your partner going, you know, getting that call, which, again, you know, he didn't sleep last night. Are you excited, and have you given any thought about heading down to Cooperstown during induction weekend?
2: I've already asked for the days off. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a yes. I was in a car with Mitch. We were heading to – and Rachel, we were heading to Pat's house this morning. And – uh we were talking with Joe Rios from the Cubs talking about the date of when this, and then the date came up, we figured it out. And I'm like, Oh, by the way, I need those days off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I got, I got a few in the contract. I- I'm using those. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a bust. Zach, um, you got that weekend that you're out. You're on that weekend. I'm going Maybe Crawley
1: and I could, maybe Crawley and I can do the game. I'll get to that. <laughs> we'll it, see. It. We'll love see it. if yeah, uh, we can do the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it.
3: You know, Ron, we really, we appreciate you coming on, and, and I know you're probably busy with everything going on today, but... but... I, I'm good. I'm
2: sitting at my restaurant. I was at Pat's all morning, and I'm sitting out at the restaurant. I've got a uh, Coat drive tonight, um, and some charity stuff we're doing out here today, so I'm all good. I'm all good. What's here, the so...
1: restaurant, Ron? Give it a plug. What's the restaurant? Co- Where are we Coombs talking? Coombs Corner.
2: I'm at, my, I'm at my restaurant, Lockport. I have a sports bar and restaurant called Coombs Corner, so I'm out here tonight. With, with the holidays coming up, we're doing a... a Children's Coat Drive uh, tonight, and then this weekend we're doing a toy drive on Saturday out here. So, you know, we try to stay busy, and, uh, and it's fun. But, yeah, it was just this – Pat Steele today takes precedence over everything. That was – that just is so, so phenomenal. So cool.
3: Yeah, is this going to be the year that we do the live podcast from Coombs Corner? We've been talking about it for years now. It seems like it's right. I talked to uh, Stuart McVicker from Club 400 today. I told him you were going to be on. He said, "Yeah, let Ron know that we are going to invade I, Coombs Corner in Lockport."
2: I, I mean, yes. You guys want to come out? You come out anytime. Bring, bring the crew out there too. That uh, you know, as you know, I was out uh, last winter um, at one of Stu's events out in his house and um, tremendous event, right? I mean, he does such a good job, and, and you know, and there's there's something about being around that many Cub fans all in one room. It's it's impressive. <laughs> They, sometimes I'm like, they know more
1: about our dang team than I do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
1: right, Coon. Before we do let you go, I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna push for I'm gonna push for 90 more seconds. Um By your way, six, 60 seconds on Cody Bellinger. Excellent outfielder. I mean, like lead outfielder. Uh, very good first
2: baseman also. Uh, speed. He has all the intangibles to be to be the MVP. Like he was. Um, he needs work with his swing. What I saw at the end of last season was, a, was two issues. One, that big upshoot swing, that, that has to get resolved. But balance in his swing. He did not have balance over and over in his stroke. And if they can get him some balance and athletic, he's at least going to have a much better chance of just barreling up the baseball. He's an extremely talented kid that offensively, with the bat in his hand, has lost his way a little bit but he can be an impact player.
1: All right, Ron, one more real quick. Anything, any info on the uh, pitcher? Have you scouted, you scouted out uh, Italian yet? I have. I've seen him pitch uh,
2: three-quarter delivery, very good arm. I look at him, and he's so different from someone like Kyle that, to me, putting him next to Kyle gives a real good one-two punch of something very different. You know, when you got a long-levered guy with a good arm and good movement on a two-seamer, as opposed to Kyle with the back and forth with the fastball change, um, I think that's a great sign for the Cubs, really is.
1: Ron, but, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the uh, night. Good luck with the co-drive, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, with the Mully and Haw show on 670 The score. Of course, the radio home of Cubs baseball, the radio home of the great Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer and Zach Saden. Crowds, you, you, and, you and D are the best. Uh, thanks hey, for having me on.
3: And, and we'll see you at CubsCon, and we'll see you in Arizona.
1: That was Ron Coomer. This is Season 1, Episode 54, the Cubs' free agent splash. Crawley, always fun to have a live guest in the middle of the podcast. Let's move in to Segment 3 of the podcast and the Winter Meetings Roundup.
3: Well, again, we just talked a whole bunch about Pat Hughes. That was, a to me, the high point of, it, uh, of the uh, Winter Meetings. Uh, gets the Ford Frick Award for Excellence in Broadcasting. Dustin, it's hard to believe this is going to be uh, his 27th season as a radio play-by-play voice of the Cubs. Amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing.
3: So he's held it since 1996, and, you know, he started calling for the Twins and then went over to Milwaukee with Bob Uecker. Uh, He called games with Harry Carey. Um, He called Carey Woods' 20 strikeout game in ninety-eight. Eight Cubs no hitters, nine postseason appearances, and the first Chicago Cubs broadcaster to ever call a Cubs World Series championship in twenty sixteen. And because radio didn't exist the last time the Cubs won. So <laughs> that what an absolute honor, what an absolute treasure. And I don't think and you know anyone could put it any better than our guest Ron Coomer.
1: No, he did a great job. It's fantastic to talk to Ron. All right, Crowley, let's let's get a little prediction time, shall we? What By the time we do this again, which uh, could be tomorrow if uh, something crazy happens, wh- what's your gut? Wh- what's going on with the Cubs in the shortstop position? What's going on before these winter meetings wrap?
3: Well, let's be honest. The agents are, 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 in, are in the cat seat, right? They're, they're sitting back just kind of watching everything happen. And so you got San Francisco that was in on Judge, you can see that san diego was willing to go 300 million for turner and so these guys have got to be super excited i think i think that they're going to try to you know pit these teams against each other and i don't know if jed is really going to want to spend as much as it's going to take to get correa could i be surprised absolutely i mean you know you never know but just just seeing what the market is like and and seeing that what turner got who's a little bit older Uh, that, that, that's going to be hard for the Cubs to match. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but you know, you, you got to sit there and say to yourself that hopefully, you know, the Cubs need a bat and, and, and you have to take a look at all the money coming off the books coming up after next season. After 2023, you have Hayward is no longer on the books at 20 million. Kyle Hendricks has a pretty decent contract. He would be off the books. Marcus Stroman has an opt out. If you, you know, if the book, you know, want to declare more money off the books, you can't sit here and worry about, you know, especially when you're nowhere, not really near the salary cap. You can't worry about those things. If you want to be a major market team and if you want to compete, you saw what the Yankees did to get Aaron Judge. Okay, it was basically Hal Steinbrenner. You know, Cashman already credited Hal and said, "Look, he just basically asked Judge what it would take to keep him in the Yankees uniform." So you want somebody that bad, you're, gonna, you're going to have to overpay. Now, what's that deal going to look like years from now, nine years, ten years? Who knows? You know what I mean? And I think we are all suffering badly. A lot of cup fans are suffering badly from the recency bias of Jason Hayward because that contract was bad from day one. You didn't get any value out of that. I mean, if, if someone's going to be telling me, well, what about his defense? Look, you can get really good uh, you know, guys that can play defense and can't hit. Okay? That wasn't what Jason Hayward was brought here to do. And so we had to see that for six or seven years, and that was tough. It was, it was tough to see on a daily basis. And so you fear if we're going to give another guy $10 million and he's going to be making, let's say, $30 million a year, what if he doesn't produce? What if he's injured? All these things kind of start getting in your mind, and you cannot operate like that. The Cubs don't have any, off, any pop. Where's your pop? Wisdom? That's great, but he's a guy that strikes out a lot. He'll get you twenty-five home runs, but but where else are you going for those home runs? You know, chicks dig the long ball, but so do fans. You know, and you have to be able to put up those crooked numbers sometimes. You know, and and the easiest way to do that get a couple guys on and pop one out. And 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 I just remember reading about when Carlos Correa came to Wrigley the pre-draft workout. And I think it was Dale Swain that was talking about how I think the wind was blowing in and it didn't matter. He was just putting ball after ball after ball in the bleachers effortlessly. And so I am all aboard the Carlos Correa train. I just don't know, like I said, if Jed's going to pull the trigger or if he goes with the safer bet with Dansby Swanson. Again, you're talking, and I think you brought this up on a previous podcast, Dustin, you're talking potentially about, you know, a $100 million difference between the two players.
1: Well, well, between Swanson and him, I think you're talking $150 million difference. Right. The $100 million is between him and Bogerts, and that's where I'm going to put my money right now. If I had a bet because of what you just said, you know it, I know it, all Cub fans know it, they need some pop. I don't think think and I, I actually Crowley I don't want them to spend 300 plus million dollars but I'd be okay with like 185 maybe 200 million for Bogert's because you got to get the ball up in the air that that's where I'm going that, that that's where I think the Cubs are at right now and as you talked about earlier in the podcast it's time to play big boy baseball they should always been playing it but especially now is the time so that's where I'm going to put my money because Dustin, you need a I'm guy gonna... with a little more pop
3: here, here's the lineup, the projected 2023 Cubs lineup. It was by Marquis, leading off Nico Horner, second, Saya Suzuki, third, Ian half, fourth, Patrick Wisdom, fifth, Cody Bellinger, sixth, Christopher Morrell, seven, Matt Mervis, eight, Jan Gomes, and ninth, your DH, Nikki Magical.
1: And that, that Crowley to me equals about uh, 10 more, maybe 12 more wins than last year.
3: Right, like maybe 75 wins, maybe you know 75. Right. And that's 70, not enough.
1: No. The division, listen, the division is winnable, but that lineup, that doesn't do it because you also don't have a front line ace pitcher. You got a bunch of, you got a bunch of real good threes. I think maybe there's a two in there, but you got a bunch of threes. I think right now, so right. that that will not get the job done. Well, Crawley, let's hope that uh, tomorrow or Friday we are doing an emergency podcast that is a wrap this was season one episode 51 the Cubs free agent splash the Cubs get two guys and we also got the great news and I'm very excited I'm as excited for Pat Hughes as I am for you Crowley you have been talking about this and you finally you finally got it I did hear from a little birdie uh that Pat Hughes was a finalist with somebody else I'll leave out who that was but I heard that it was down to Pat Hughes and somebody else so I was feeling pretty good good crossing my fingers as i drove back home from work and uh, i was very happy when i saw your text because you were refreshing and i was driving that pat hughes got in so congratulations to everybody including you crowley
3: thank you and and i I think this you know the score you know for always having you know pat and ron just putting on such a great production you know all the guys involved, you've mentioned them from Mitch on to the engineers, you know, uh, Zach and and Pat and Ron, it is such a great broadcast. And like I said, when I think about 20, I was, I was a young man when when Pat Hughes first got behind that uh, microphone at Wrigley Field. And for so many of us, he is the soundtrack of our generations when it comes to Cubs baseball and, and just knowing just his heart and the way that he loves the game and he loves the art of radio broadcasting, I'm just absolutely thrilled, and it couldn't have happened to a greater guy.
1: Crowley, have a great uh, afternoon. Again, that's a wrap. Season 1, Episode 54, the Cubs Free Agent Splash.
2: Go Cubs! It's all over.